0: Welcome to the Doctor Script Show. We're talking about your favorite movies. What was good? What was bad? And how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems. We give solutions to the problems. And today, joining me for the spooktacular episode, Doctor Sam.
1: This is Doctor Script.
0: He is the
1: script doctor and king. <laughs> I don't. I. It's. Yeah, it's a, It's a good song. It It is.
0: It is a good time.
1: Uh, It's good to be here and for the spooky time of the year where we're going to bring you all the best in horror or bad horror for the entire (laughs) month of October.
0: That we are. And what are we kicking this month off with, Sam?
1: We're kicking it off with Tim Burton's uh, 1993 horror uh, stop-motion fest, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh,
0: the biggest debate that was sparked Ever. Is this a Christmas or Halloween movie? Alright,
1: gonna put that to you right now. What is it? Halloween or Christmas movie?
0: Well, we're doing this in Halloween, (laughs) so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were pre-debuting (laughs) this way before in December. I I guess this will have to come out pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a Halloween movie with Christmas overtones. Yeah. Personally, but I totally... I don't fault anybody for saying that it is, in fact, a Christmas movie because it's all... It's set around Christmas, and Christmas is in the title, but there's so much more Halloween stuff in
0: it. Yeah, I agree. I can see both arguments of like, oh, no, because the message is about Christmas, or like, oh, no, because it's so scary, and it traumatizes kids, and I'm just like... Either one works. Uh, I'm going to go and lean in that I would. You can watch this whenever, you know? You can watch it in June,
1: July, anything really.
0: Yeah, there's a reason why Disney or Disneyland makes this a theme park starting in October, going till (laughs) December, because it sort of works for both. And, yeah, I'm not going to fight anyone for either one of those. But, Sam, yes. what did you think about The Nightmare Before Christmas?
1: I mean, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's cute and it's nice and it's like it fits in a very nice 75 minutes, unlike Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Ugh, uh, <laughs> not our last week's one, but still, not a, not a fun time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time. What about you? I hate this movie. Really?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> could you know? Could you imagine?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't blame people for who, if they also don't like it because it is, you know, simplistic and you know some some people don't like claymation. Like I worked, I was somewhere and I talked to a girl and she was like, uh, "Yeah, I can't watch claymation movies." I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Yeah, no, I I'm terrified of all those creatures." And I said, "But could." Did you like play with Play-Doh? She's like, oh yeah, all the time. Like I would play with it, I would eat it, and I'm like, oh well, that might be <laughs> where your fear of clay comes from if you <laughs> ate that material. Uh, but some people just really can't stand claymation.
0: Uh, I guess that's valid. That's sort of like hating black and white movies. I feel like, but yeah,
1: but I people also don't like those too because there's yeah, there just I, is a stigma about it. Right. So it's, is the proper terminology claymation or is it stop motion?
0: Either or. Uh, You know, again, I'm not going to fight you either way.
1: I just don't want the purists out there to be like, it's not clay, it's actually a silicone-based molding that, and I'm sorry if I offended you right there, purists of stop-motion animation.
0: I believe, as according to the Wikipedia page, it is a stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy Halloween film.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Wikipedia says it's a Halloween film. It
0: did, it did. So there we go, settled <laughs> debate, settled. I wonder if that's one of those things that people constantly change on Wikipedia. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, do you have any history with this movie specifically? Not really.
0: Um... I liked playing it in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes, that's that's where <laughs> Throw I Throw back to that if you guys want to listen to that.
1: That's where I first knew about I also didn't know that before Christmas was a Disney property mm. until I played Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories ah. in which we go to Halloween Town and in the game Oogie Boogie is a pretty big deal, but in the movie he's like only in like the last like 15, 20
0: minutes. Yeah, he's just sort of there. Like, and he has a presence to him, but he doesn't really do anything bad except, like, you know, try and kill Santa. But, like...
1: Uh, he does nothing bad except murder. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm saying, like, I feel like the children are the are the little yeah. kids that give him Santa are the real villains of this. So, yeah, like, the kids
1: kidnap Santa and then just give him to a known like homicidal
0: <laughs>
1: presence within Hollow like someone that everyone in Halloween town is also scared of.
0: Yeah, like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> You've one outcast in all of Halloween town and you're going to have his children be in charge of kidnapping Santa for you.
0: Yeah, Jack uh
1: Jack makes a lot of mistakes in this movie.
0: Oh, it's the laundry list never stops. Yes. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. <laughs> Okay, well, is there anything else you want to talk about this before we jump into the summary?
1: Uh, no, I think we should just head straight into it, Get 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 Spooky Month off on a, on a good foot.
0: Ooh. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, if you're terrified of summaries, look into the spooky time codes below, <laughs> and you'll know when to go when we get straight into surgery.
0: Ooh. All right, so we open this movie with... Uh, you yeah, know, the classic Disney logo, we got some other stuff, and then this nice, nice little mood setter of a song of This Is Halloween, mm-hmm. and we get these all these creatures going around talking about how much they love scaring and, like, spooking people, and it all culminates into the Pumpkin King rising up from this green fountain and everyone doing uh jazz not jazz hands but like they're 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 trying to do the wave. they're doing the wave back and forth
1: it's like the windshield wipers yeah (laughs) Uh, and that yeah jack skellington the pumpkin king himself he barely ever interacts with pumpkins but that's okay Mm. comes out of the fountain and everyone after the song is like jack you're so amazing you put on the best halloween we've ever had it's incredible how you're so good at scaring people
0: yeah, and it's sort of funny that they're all like, you did the best job of making all this. But it's like, Jack just, you know, did a couple things. He was on a horse at one point, and then he jumped in a fountain. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, we we jump in, like, right after Halloween is over. So maybe during the, the part right before the movie starts, he, like, went ham and, like, scared every child in the world. maybe.
0: Maybe. Uh, So, yeah, uh, they're all very happy about this. The mayor of this town runs around saying, like, oh, this was great, Jack. I can't wait to start tomorrow for next Halloween. And Jack's being a very big downer about this. He's just like, oh, yeah, just like the last time. And then we'll do it the next year and the next year. And Jack's pretty, like, depressed slash going through a midlife crisis.
1: Yeah, he he is because he walks away and he does... Uh, what's typically referred to in Disney princess movies as his I Want song. Yes. He walks kind of off into the distance where he ri- rises from the dead, his pet dog, <laughs> uh, and uh, a nice young Frankenstein girl named Sally kind of goes there and watches him as he sings that he is fine being the Pumpkin King, but he does want something else. It feels almost empty, all the things that he's doing, that maybe he's, he's been the best at being the Pumpkin King for too long.
0: Yes, and so we get a real, the classic shot of this uh, mountaintop area thing, and Jack's singing over the moon. It's really nice and put together. And so the character Sally, who's the Frankenstein character that Sam was talking about, watches in disbelief and awe, cause she has a crush on Jack, mm-hmm. as we can see. And then Jack sort of just wanders off into the forest, and Sally gets caught by her father, Dr. Finkelstein, Sally's uh, father catches her being like, "Hey you're out of t- you're out of the top of the tower again. I need to bring you back. This is the third time this month you've tried to leave me And Sally's like, "Oh rats, okay. So she goes back with him. But as this is happening, Jack has wandered the forest a bit more and has stumbled across these seven doors and they all all these doors represent different holidays we got. All the holidays, but the Jewish holidays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they're all the the, the basic American holidays. Yeah. Like, we there's, like, the Easter door, there's the Valentine's Day door, the St. Patrick's Day door. Finally, at last, we're at Christmas door.
0: And this door really catches Jack's eye. And he goes up closer to it, opens the door, and these just, like, little flakes of snow come out. And he's like, woo. And he jumps in. And he's like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> And uh, we go into the song about how much he is just engulfed by the magic of Christmas and all of everything. Yeah,
1: because he lands in a place called Christmastown, because the other place was called Halloween Town. Wow. And he wanders around, all these elves are, are hanging out, they're skating, they're throwing snowballs, they're making presents, and Jack sings about how he loves this feeling. It feels like there's a sense of good going on instead of a sense of everything being dead.
0: Yes, and so this inspires Jack to end up wanting to take over this holiday and make it his own. He's found his new goal in life. He wants to make, spread the joy of Halloween Christmas to all. He heads back to the town, and as his absence has caused a ruckus around everywhere, because the mayor's trying to start the planning for the next Halloween party. Uh, parade thing and Jack's not there so they're all freaking out, you know? Mm. But Jack comes back, calms the nerves down and explains his new plan of wanting to take over Christmas. Yeah. And so they all gather in this auditorium Jack explains how this one monster king creature (laughs) has a monopoly over Christmas and this man is named Sandy Claus. Like
1: like Claus.
0: The claws. Like things on crabs <laughs> like
1: claws. Ah.
0: Ah. And so everyone's freaked out by this whole idea of Sandy Claws. Then,
1: then he like he tries to explain it to the town, but they kind of misunderstand how Christmas <laughs> works, and they think it's also a spooky holiday. Because everything Jack describes sounds kind of weird. That this man crawls into their you know homes at night, leaves presents, and they're like, oh, are these presents like severed heads and stuff? And the thing is, Jack. In his song, like, talks about they don't understand how this works. I'm going to have to, like, do more research. But then he never tries to explain how Christmas actually works after everyone's misunderstood what happens.
0: Yeah, so he goes to Dr. Finkelstein and asks, like, I need to borrow all your equipment to understand and explain Christmas. And so Finkelstein's just like, ah, sure, whatever, it's fine. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Sally has also, you know seeing that Jack is around and wants her he she wants him to pay attention or like notice her at yeah. least so she plans this whole way of drugging Dr. Finkelstein again
1: <laughs> yeah oh cuz she did it earlier right which yeah, listen Dr. Finkelstein if you're gonna have this person who's escaped multiple times in her lifetime don't trust her with preparing your food.
0: Yeah, it's just like he, she serves him frog's breath because it hides everything. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, frog's breath? That's the most suspicious thing ever in a soup. And she's just like, oh, okay, it's fine. I'll have a sip. And she, from her sock, pulls up a spoon with uh, <laughs> with holes in it. So she picks up the soup and it's just gooping out. And she's like, ah, oh, tries to sip the non-existent spo- uh, soup and Dr. Finkelstein's like, "Oh, everything's great." And grabs the whole bowl and just starts <laughs> chugging it.
1: So, Sally successfully knocks Dr. Finkelstein out and she kind of escapes as Jack is trying to do experiments in his tower with how it like like I don't even know how these experiments work, but he uses science materials with like, you know, Christmas trees and ornaments and Christmas lights, and he's getting nowhere, but she sends him up like a little a little care package.
0: Yeah. He notices her, looks uh, looks away real quick, and then looks back, and she's disappeared. And he's just like, "Oh."
1: <laughs> and Jack's basically at this point decided that he's he's gonna actually fully take over Christmas. Yes. It's not fair for Christmas Town to have be in charge of everything. That he wants to have Christmas as well. And as he does this, Sally's like sitting behind the gate to Skellington Manor <laughs> or whatever home <laughs> he lives in. And she picks up kind of a little flower starts doing, you know, does he love me, does he love me not with the petals. And all of a sudden it turns into a Christmas tree. And she sees a nice Christmas tree. But all of a sudden it catches fire and burns away and goes to ash. And she sees this as a sign that this Christmas plan is not going to go well. Nope. So she wants to tell Jack to cancel all plans of stealing Christmas. How the Skellington stole Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Working title. But the next day, Jack has decided that he is going to take Christmas and he's going to enlist everybody's help throughout the entire town to uh, to start preparing for Christmas for the next two months. And he starts assigning roles to everybody. He assigns the three children of the most feared and unliked <laughs> creature in in Halloween Town the task of kidnapping Santa Claus.
0: Yes, and these guys are the definition of like little shits. Yes, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And for whatever reason, Jack feels like they're the only ones that can do this task and sends them off to go steal Santa Claus.
1: They sing a song about how they're like the different ways that they're going to steal Santa. And then they are like, so what are we going to do after we kidnap him? They're like, we're going to give him to Oogie Boogie, which is like the one thing Jack said not to do. (laughs) But why would you trust these children? Not a great plan.
0: Not a great plan. And so they go off to go try and get Sandy Claus. Uh, Jack continues to try and teach everyone that the meaning of Christmas and whatnot. And so as Jack's doing this, the kids come back pretty fast, actually. And they're like, hey, Jack, we got Santa Claus. And they open up the bag and the Easter Bunny pops out. And Jack's just like, oh, what the hell? And the Easter Bunny's just like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) He's freaking out. Um all these scary ghouls and whatnot and so <laughs> the easter bunny willingly goes back into the bag yeah. not knowing what's going to happen next and jack's just like god damn it kids like i told you the, the christmas one the one with the tree on it and everything they're like oh damn our bad
1: easter is fucked up for everybody yeah.
0: the rest <laughs> of forever now they're still, all all the little easter eggs are just literal heads yes <laughs>
1: This bunny is traumatized and he's either not going to do his job or he is going to like PTSD all the children of the world on Easter. (laughs) Um, After that happens, Jack, uh, Sally goes up to Jack and tries to like convince him that, you know, this might be a bad idea, but he's like, nonsense, my friend. He calls Sally a friend many times. Mm -hmm. I think we know what zone uh, she's in. (laughs) And he tasks her with creating like the red suit that Santa wears.
0: And so now we have a quick montage of, they have 30 days to get this ready. For getting the reindeer, the coat, yeah. and all the presents ready.
1: Right, he asked Dr. Finkelstein to, to make skeletal reindeer.
0: <laughs> and also, the kids have 30 days to steal Santa Claus now.
1: But they kidnapped the Easter Bunny real quick. Yeah. Why does it take them a month to get Santa Claus? <laughs>
0: Like, I can understand, like, you waited 15 days to go do it, show Jack. He's like, no, that's the wrong guy. Then waste the next 15 days. But as we'll get to now, um, they abduct Santa Claus by just knocking and pushing, getting a trash bag over him. Yeah. That doesn't take a lot of planning.
1: So were they just hanging out for, like, a month, being like, oh, we can do this. We got the We got the bunny, like... Really quickly.
0: Yeah, I guess. Maybe they gave the bunny to Oogie Boogie or something oh, like no. that? No, did the
1: Oogie Boogie eat the <laughs> Easter
0: bunny? <laughs> he never shows up again, so. True. Mm.
1: They do that, and there's a whole song that makes the, the months count down. Uh, and Jack thinks everything's going according to plan, but unfortunately, because Hall of Halloween Town only knows how to make spooky things, uh, the presents are decapitated dolls, <laughs> uh, then living heads packaged away. There are snakes that are being packaged away into bags. Uh, they really don't know what they're doing.
0: No, they are pretty lost in the dark. And Sally reiterates to Jack being like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, she sort of mentioned she had a premonition of this not going well, and Jack's yeah. just like, no, no, no. It will all be fine. Trust me, I just need to figure out what's wrong with my look because uh, he's wearing all the Santa Claus gear with the red suit and the big beard, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't... Feel he, he, there's something missing that he can't explain. And so, as he's figu- pondering this dilemma, we hear the, We got him, Jack, we got him. And it's those three little shits coming back <laughs> with uh, Santa Claus in this huge walking tub. And they're like, We got him, we got him. And Jack goes, opens up the bag, and it's Santa Claus. And he's wearing his nice red Santa hat. And Jack's just like, oh, this works perfectly. He grabs it and then notices that Santa doesn't have claws for hands. And they're all like, oh, he's just a normal guy. Lame. (laughs) Yep. And then uh, Santa tries to protest saying like, no, Christmas is tomorrow. I need to get ready. And Jack's just like, nah, I got it. You'll be fine. And so Jack tells the kids like, go you know, I don't know, show Santa around.
1: Yeah, take him away.
0: And the kids are just like, cool, we'll feed him to Oogie Boogie. And uh, we've also found out that Oogie Boogie likes having dice. Oh, He's like a
1: gambling addict. Yeah. Which, I didn't know the boogeyman was specifically a gambling (laughs) uh, uh, creature, but that's, that's his theme, is he's scary and uh, you know, loves Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, sure. Oh, should
1: he, We should, They should have taken him to Vegas town.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Damn, oh well.
0: I can only imagine the visuals from that.
1: But, uh, so it's Christmas Day, and Jack is ready to, to sail out, but Sally has created a big fog over the town, meaning that it's going to be very difficult and dangerous for all the skeletal reindeers to, to get out of there, so I guess Christmas is canceled then. Oh, rats. Wait a minute. He looks down at his dog, who has... A flaming jack o' lantern nose, and he's like, Zero, you'll lead my my team. He was like it's Rudolph the red nosed reindeer.
0: Nice, cool.
1: And so yeah, and so led by Zero the dog, Jack flies his sleigh out and starts sailing the world, leaving presents for all the good little boys and girls of the world.
0: As he thinks, so Jack is delivering these presents and everything. Um, to all these bright, wide-eyed young children, and he's you know giving them decapitated heads, yeah. uh, monsters that come alive and chase them around the house.
1: Snake eats an entire Christmas tree. Yeah, uh, it really is uh, very working out very poorly. And as this is happening, like the police are being called. <laughs> and it's like, hey, a guy who dressed as Santa is leaving violent presents for these children. Uh, we need to do something about this. And then it gets the attention of the military.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. The military starts getting involved. And so all of Halloween town is watching this in this TV fountain.
1: It's like a cauldron that can, like, see the outside world.
0: Yeah, so Sally realizes, like, wow, this was a terrible idea, like <laughs> I thought. I'm going to go try and find Santa Claus so we can fix all this, because this is not going to end well. So she runs off to Oogie Boogie's place and attempts to try and save Santa Claus, who's being um, tortured, I guess.
1: Kind of tortured. I mean, she. it's like, you know, Oogie Boogie gets his own song where he's like, what am I gonna do with you, Santa? <laughs> and, you know, rolling dice, having cards show up. He's like, roulette men with guns <laughs> are there. And Sally, because she's a Frankenstein creation, tries to trick Oogie Boogie by, like like, taking her leg off and using it to uh, as a distraction, so it goes on it sentiently on its own to like distract and be like, "Ooh, a lady leg."
0: Nice, and, and he's like really into it. He's like, "Ooh, let me tickle those feet." Mm. <laughs> oh no, I, never mind. you're gonna make a Tarantino joke. Maybe <laughs>
1: Quentin Tarantino's Tim Burton's the yeah.
0: Nightmare Before Christmas. What if Tim <laughs> Tarantino voiced the Oogie Boogie? Oh.
1: I mean, uh, no, this was. This was right after Reservoir Dogs. We uh, could have.
0: Mmm. Could have been that up and coming. Oh, well. So
1: then Sally, with her uh, other detachable parts, is able to free Santa from, like, being tied up. And is almost able to get him to escape. But Oogie Boogie sees that the leg is not attached to anybody. body. She, he turns around and sees that he's being duped. And he grabs, or he, like, suctions with his mouth. Yeah. Santa and Sally. It's very weird. <laughs> (laughs) And so then they're... He's
0: such a blowhard.
1: (laughs) So then they're kidnapped and tied up. And meanwhile, Jack is being literally bombed by the U.S. military.
0: Oh, my God. And Jack's thinking this is great. He's like, look, Zero, they're trying to celebrate us. And then one bomb literally misses him. He goes, whoa, you almost got us there. And he goes up into the skies and the bombs are still coming. And then it's not until one of the reindeer gets hit or something like that, that yeah. Jack's like, wait, they're trying to fire at us, what? And when he realizes this, it's too late. There's, like, two bombs that have just hit everything. Yeah. The skeleton bones are everywhere. Jack's just falling down to his depth. And Zero's just like, oh, shit. And so we all presume that Jack is dead. The cops have called all of the families, being like, hey, just so you know, uh, no more crazy The the goth santa (laughs) (laughs) yeah christmas
1: is canceled nothing's gonna happen everything will be fine and then jack
0: wakes up in a cemetery in like the arms of an angel in the arms (laughs) of
1: the angel uh he's really sad because he's like i thought i could do christmas but i can't do christmas and it's when we get to the tough part of the movie to decide what the actual theme and moral of the story is.
0: Yeah, so Jack in the song, which I actually, I think this might be one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of everything, just because of the visuals, the song, and like the character turn, where Jack comes to grips of, hey, I don't have to do this, I'm good what I'm good at, yeah. why should I change, I'm going to be the best pumpkin king there ever was, and I'm going to be me. And so somehow he hears. Oh well,
1: no! He just decides that he's going to save Christmas because he hears, you know, through the police that it's being completely canceled. So he's like, "I know, I'll go free Santa, and uh, and I'll make sure that Christmas gets back on track."
0: Right. So he just opens up this random grave door, I guess, and walks through it.
1: So and he comes out the other side in Halloween Town.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I don't know, we can get into continuity here. Well, the here, mechanics but, um, of
1: this is really, of all of this, <laughs> is very weird. Yeah. Because the, the mechanics of everything is very weird in this movie, but it's, he gets to Halloween Town, and somehow he's able to, like, run through the forest, and he hears that Santa is trapped in Oogie Boogie's lair, so he bursts in and is like, Don't kill Santa. But no, he
0: doesn't actually do that. Yeah. Well, he's basically like, Oogie Boogie, stop. Well, actually, Oogie Boogie has Santa and Sally and is pushing them through this, like, uh, lab desk thing into this pit of fire. And he's just laughing. Oogie Boogie's just laughing, having a good time. He's like, oh, I won. And pulls the last lever where it goes completely up and they would fall into the lava fire pit thing. And they don't. And Oogie Boogie's like, whoa, whoa, what? And then Jack's there being like, Oogie Boogie, did you do something bad? And now Oogie Boogie's like, oh, crap. Uh, Jack, I thought you were dead. And he's like, no, uh, I'm not. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, you're going to be. And Oogie sets off these other booby traps and stuff that. These
1: boogie traps? uh, uh, Ah. They're all, again, gambling-related booby traps where it's like, like kings of clubs or whatever with like swords like swinging at him it's like a roulette wheel and then those like nutcracker looking things with guns start firing at him there's dice as well
0: yeah and
1: Jack uh, is able to expertly maneuver around all of these things
0: he is the pumpkin king did
1: not realize he was also you know the champion of mortal (laughs) combat
0: Um, so we get to the point where Oogie Boogie thinks he has the upper hand, but Jack actually has gotten a slither of Oogie Boogie's yarn.
1: Yeah, because Oogie Boogie, I guess you didn't describe him, but he's basically just, like, a sack. Yeah. And he's just this weird, like, and you can kind of tell because it looks like he's got this, you know, uh, sack-like material. <laughs> uh, and so Jack he has grabbed, like, a, a thread of him and just starts pulling. And as he pulls him, well, I think we get to probably the... the Scariest imagery in the movie Yeah Where it's an Oogie Boogie Shaped Mound Of bugs
0: It's gross
1: (laughs) So The sentient Singular being Of Oogie Boogie Is made up of Millions (laughs) Or thousands Of bugs
0: And as the Bugs start falling All over Over the place Into the lava Fire pit thing We hear that Oogie Boogie's Voice is more like Oh no You can't do it No and it ends up being just like this uh, the single insect runs off with the oogie boogie voice, and then we just see this big stomp of a foot go down, We're like oh crap, and it's Santa Claus being like, I'm done with this shit. I don't. I had, I was two weeks away from retirement. See,
1: I wish Santa just had a shotgun and just fucking <laughs> fired at him and just blew it and just was like, I'm out of here. That fuck Halloween. <laughs> And yeah, Jack saves Christmas, even though Santa's like, do not fuck up my holiday ever
0: again. Yeah, he's like, this was all your fault, stay in your lane, F off. And he runs off, goes back to Santa or uh, Christmas Town, gets in his sleigh, and just tries to fix everything that Jack has done, and luckily for all the young kids, Santa has successfully fixed it up, and he delivers all these nice presents, takes all the heads, and eating snakes and decapitated, you know. He takes it all away, and Jack's just like, wow, we did it, guys.
1: (laughs) And Jack, you you ruined everything. Yeah, and and
0: Jack has not internalized that yet.
1: No, but he, Santa comes back to Halloween Town and, like, kind of brings them a little bit of Christmas cheer, and all the residents of Halloween Town start kind of understanding, like, oh, I guess there are different things that we can do than just Halloween, so... Maybe the moral is there's always a start to learning to change.
0: Yes. And now back in the graveyard with the iconic mountain and moon, Jack uh, ponders by himself and Sally comes up to him being like, Jack, I'm just glad you're safe and everything. And Jack's more like, Sally, I just, I never realized you were right there.
1: But he still and calls her his friend oh. as he walks up to her and is like, you know, like such a good friend and like wraps his arms around her. But then, like, the music plays, and they sing, and then they lean in for a skeleton Frankenstein
0: kiss. Nice. <laughs> nice. And that is where we end this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a very short, easy-to-follow movie, mostly songs. And, yeah, it's a, it's a good time.
0: It, it was a good time. Um, I have to say, I'm surprised this has not been adapted into a Broadway musical.
1: I am also surprised, because it, it is mostly singing. Like, you've already got between 45 and 60 minutes of songs right there. Mm-hmm. You could just use a few a few extras, and then add some depth to the scenes, probably give Oogie Boogie more to do. Yeah. And then you've got a musical.
0: Honestly, this is more like an opera. They're always singing and yeah. shit. Like, I, there's definitely more lines of singing dialogue than there is actual dialogue. Maybe not. Maybe it's close, I, but still. I think so,
1: because... The thing is, Danny Elfman is the top-billed actor in this movie, hmm. and he's only Jack's singing voice. Oh. There's a different actor who plays Jack, like, just speaking. Uh-huh. But Danny Elfman is, and if people don't know, Danny Elfman's a, a, a musician and a composer, and he is Jack's singing voice. He wow. also was the was a musician in the band Oingo Boingo, <laughs> which I feel like might be where they got Oogie Boogie from.
0: Ah, maybe. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Wow, good for Danny Elfman. I did not know that. Good yeah, for him. Good singing voice.
1: Yeah, most people think of him as the composer, but everyone forgets that Oingo Boingo was a band. Hmm.
0: Hmm. I'm very... You learn something every day. You learn something every day. <laughs> uh,
1: and yeah, I mean, especially the songs. Like, the songs are really good. And considering they're most of the movie, I have, like, no real complaints with those. No,
0: this is a... It's been a good change of pace after uh, Transformers and Detective Pikachu.
1: I mean, you didn't like Dick Pichu as much as I ended up liking it, but yeah, I mean, it's good to do a good movie now every once in a while. Like I agree. A full-on just good one.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't really complain about what we watched. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, that we have some things that we could possibly make this film better.
1: I do, yeah. I think there's a few things that are annoying that take this that could take this film from good to great.
0: Yeah, and it is 75 minutes long, so if in general, I think it's good that we want more from Mm -hmm. a movie than less you know because
1: that's the that's the the mantra is to leave them wanting more
0: yeah and they definitely did and i mean you got 15 more minutes at least where you're like more than fine i would actually feel a little gypped if i went to a movie theater right now (laughs) and had to pay a full 20 bucks for this movie
1: i mean in other parts of the country it's not 20 bucks we just Uh, live in
0: yeah that's fair the west coast that's fair is there anything you want to talk about or uh, discuss before surgery?
1: Uh, not really. We'll go into fun facts afterwards. I think we should just head straight into surgery.
0: Okay, cool. Wow, I can't
1: believe that black cat just walked by. <laughs> uh, so what's the first thing that you kind of want to tackle?
0: Hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about is the relationship between Sally and Jack because mm-hmm. it is at one point where it's just Sally wants Jack to notice her and then now they're dating. There's yeah. no middle part, really. Like, there's a few times where they're talking, but we haven't yeah. gotten that moment of Jack seeing or meeting Sally for the first time. It's sort of just like...
1: Yeah, it's all, well, it's all tell and don't show. Yeah. The first time they interact is when she sends up that care package. Right. And it's hard to tell if they've ever met before.
0: I don't think they have.
1: Well, but later on when he's when she, he gives her the job of, like, making the coat, he specifically, like, looks at her and is like, Sally, my friend! So I think they do know each other. They just have never established that.
0: I, I do, f- it feels like there was a scene cut, you know?
1: Potentially. I also potentially just think that they just... Didn't bother to yeah. like make it a thing because it's like oh we'll explain that they're friends later, but I do think that after this is Halloween, uh, people are complimenting him and maybe there even is like an interaction between the two of them, where uh, she's like hey Jack it's really great I, I was wondering you know that after Halloween you always kind of like you know spend some time with yourself maybe, you know uh, w- you and I could go up to the hilltop together and kind of talk about how how Halloween went.
0: And does he just completely, like, not understand she's trying to hang out with him and is more just, like, depressed going through his midlife crisis being like, shit, I don't know, Sally, I'm not in the best mood right now.
1: Yeah, I would just say he, yeah, he's like, I, you know, I'm not I'm not in the mood right now. I, you know, I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> uh, but I, I just need to be alone, and that's when, you know, he goes to sing the song and she follows him anyway.
0: Right, and she's trying to understand him a bit more and sees what he wants. Yeah. Um, and I think something with... The relationship with Sally is also something we should establish with this overall message of the movie because mm-hmm. the message of the movie is stay in your lane
1: yeah it's it's a tough one because it's I think the point of the message is to be like hey it's okay to be interested in other things but you shouldn't forget who you are right but uh, <laughs> it, it, everyone tells Jack that he's a fucking idiot for trying to take on Christmas <laughs> And they don't even really try to fix that at the end. Just Santa shows through and, like, sprinkles snow on top of them. Yeah,
0: and Santa's totally chill with everything that just happened, you know. Santa's got to have a therapist after this.
1: I I think it would be better, and it might even help with the relationship between Jack and Sally, if instead uh, of her having a vision of, like, Christmas going wrong, Mm -hmm. is that she, you know, could be... It could be part of her thing, because she is, like, you know, a Frankenstein creation... Maybe she could even say is like, "Hey, I know what it's like to you know find a new purpose after doing something, but you shouldn't forget the parts that you're made of."
0: I okay. Don't it's
1: like you know she'll she could say something insightful, something that the screenwriter can think of. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but you know, I'm I'm just script doctoring here. I
0: I actually like that a lot. That like maybe she is made out of Halloween or something yeah. like different parts and every all that, and she's like, "Well, just because." Uh, I'm Halloween doesn't mean you should forget who you are, even though if you're trying to change. I think that is
1: the metaphor that they're trying to go for with the fact that she's a Frankenstein creature made up of a bunch of different parts. Uh-huh. That she's tangentially related to the fact that Jack wants to be multiple things. Mm. I think that's what, obviously, but it's a kid's movie, so they're not really going to explain the metaphor. Right. But I think that it would be good if there was, a, yeah, the interaction between them is better than just Sally saying, hey, Jack, I had a vision. She, like, it'd be a really, and it'd be a good moment because then if she's opening up about how she feels, Jack could actually reciprocate and say, oh, wow, I didn't know you felt that way. But I still want my escape. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he could actually start having feelings for her in that moment where she finally opens up in a real way to him.
0: Hmm. Uh, do you, th- so, do you want to change this overall message from, more, or maybe, because I, I think the movie's trying to say, This don't take for granted what you have. Like, sort of be not content with everything, but just realize, like, you have a good life and everything. And I think Sally should be the character that points that out to Jack a lot, Mm -hmm. where he's sort of just pawning his duties as halloween or pumpkin king to like some people that aren't as good at it and he's just obsessed with this new shiny toy yeah and she's more of a hey you know don't for forget your roots like we we all liked you here and maybe and yeah, okay this is going to come back a bit more maybe he is just so obsessed with christmas that he forgets about halloween
1: Do you think it should start before Halloween? That maybe he wanders into Christmas town and then misses Halloween, basically?
0: Uh, no. I think he should still have the opening of, like, we see he's the Pumpkin King, he is the main guy, but he's on top, so he's like, where do I go after being on top? And this is going to be a little of a different script doctrine moment, but I think he still finds the doors, goes into it, and is like, whoa, what is this? What's this? (laughs) And... Uh, is it infatuated with everything, and he goes to Santa Claus's house, where he overhears that Santa, he's like, oh, Mrs. Claus, man, I'm just, I'm so wiped. This part of the year always just makes me so exhausted. I'm tired, and I just, I, I don't know, I think I'm losing this whole, my mojo on this. And maybe Santa is going through the same thing that Jack is, where it's his identity and a bit crazy, and so Jack either sort of we'll we'll go for this one jack introduces himself and says hey like you know i I really like this new thing like could you take me under i'll be your protege and then Santa's like yeah of course like let me show you this whole new world (laughs)
1: world.
0: (laughs) and so now jack is just totally into this new christmas uh town and he just like you know doesn't even care about, not he doesn't care, but he's just like not riding home to Halloween town. And we see the mayor come to, we see that the mayor goes to Jack's home and the whole town is freaking out that Jack's not there, you know? And we see that the town cares about Jack too and that their feelings get hurt, that he doesn't care as much. Um, I know that was a lot just there, um, but thoughts?
1: I think it's good especially to bring Santa into this a lot more because Santa really does come off as just a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that's kind of their point where it's supposed to be more Halloweeny, and it's like, no, 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 just do your thing, I'll do my thing. But it would be kind of good to get Santa in there. It's like, oh, I'll be willing to train you and it would revitalize Santa too where it's like, oh, seeing the joy of Christmas for the first time through your eyes truly makes me want to want to continue to do this. And then maybe that could be Jack overstepping where he's like, oh, I thought you were training me to replace you. And then Jack could go through his whole plan where he's like, I'm going to take Christmas.
0: Yeah, he'll be, maybe Santa's like, Jack, I'll be honest, I've been seeing you and uh, you're just never going to be ready for this. And I appreciate your work, but I don't think this is for you. And then that's when Jack, he goes back to Halloween Town and he's like, guys, I want to do this. And they're all like, no, dude. We want you back here. Like, what's going on? And Sally's like, Jack, uh, I missed you. And he's like, oh, my friend. And <laughs>
1: Thank you, friend. <laughs> Could you kidnap Santa for me, <laughs> my friend?
0: And so the whole town uh, says no to Jack, being like, we're not going to steal Santa for you. And then that forces Jack to go to these three little shits and like, hey, Oogie Boogie's kids, uh, go steal this guy from me. <laughs> go duck this guy. And... Yeah,
1: that'd be his last resort where he has to go to the kids. Right. Which wouldn't make him stupid. Yeah. Because Jack, Jack's so stupid in this movie. Mm. He doesn't explain, he knows that they don't understand what Christmas is and he doesn't bother to try and explain it further or tell them that they're wrong. And then when they're making the presents wrong for an entire month,
0: yeah. he doesn't
1: bother to do anything about it. Yeah. I, I, I would also try to fix that and try and have him be like, uh, Cause then if he do, we don't do go with this thing where he's like, "Hey, kidnap Santa," and then he convinces the town to do it. Maybe then he's like, "You know what? We shouldn't have Christmas, Christmas. We should have my mix of Christmas, and everyone will love holla Christmas."
0: Hot topic Christmas. Hot
1: topic Christmas, <laughs> or Christmaween, or whatever you're gonna call it, <laughs> and that would make more sense for it to be a spooky Christmas, right? Rather than accidental or not noticing that it's a spooky Christmas.
0: Yeah, maybe Jack, well, that could be part of Jack's problem, with, or, like, Santa's problem with Jack. Like, Jack thinks, like, no, the kids will love all these edgy things, like, headless yeah. people, and he's just like, Jack, I've been doing this for millennia now, they they don't want this, and Jack's like, no, you, you're you stuck in your old times, man, you need, man. the, the kid trends are different, like, let me do this, and Santa's like, no, and then, yeah. you know over. Yeah, and maybe he does get the town being like, guys, I, we can do both. Why are we stuck in the our time? Let's do something else. And the town's just like, eh, okay Jack, we'll, we'll do this for you. Um, yeah. I guess that works. Because yeah. then I
1: could also even go back, go to the theme of like, hey, you need to understand where other people are coming from because they don't necessarily want something spooky around Christmas time. Yeah. They want something spooky at Halloween, then that could be the explanation Sandy gives later. It's like, they might be happy when you give them spooky stuff around Halloween because that's what they want. And that's when they want it. But two months later, they want to they wanna relax and have presents and celebrate each other. Yeah. And that's when they should have Christmas. And then that's when Jack's like, oh, I get it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Something like that. I like it. I like it. Um, so one, I want to sort of tackle Oogie Boogie now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do these kids listen to Oogie Boogie or... Like, what's the whole power dynamic? Are, are they his kids? I or think they said
1: they're his kids. Really? I think that was a, a thing that someone whispered was like, you're getting Oogie Boogie's kids? And Jack's like, don't worry, I trust him," Or something like that.
0: Those kids or, turned out a lot more normal than I thought they would. Because
1: I I can I could have sworn I heard someone say the phrase, Oogie Boogie's kids. Okay. So I think that's their their dynamic, is that even if they're not, you know, they're probably not his biological children because he has a sack full of insects. <laughs> Uh, that he probably, you know, adopted these three outcast children.
0: Interesting. And and especially because if,
1: if he adopted them, then they'd be super down for, you know, doing whatever he wants.
0: Okay. I Something I would want to add is just that the kids do all, like, feed Oogie Boogie out of fear. Because they're scared they're going to get eaten by Oogie Boogie. And that's why they do this. They're not very upbeat and happy about it. I mean, maybe they are just like, oh, he loves us. He'll love us more because of this now. But Oogie Boogie, like, controls them through fear. And they always talk about, we don't want to be, like, I don't know, like, Trent. Oh, no, Trent, yeah. And Trent is their fourth sibling that Oogie ate to make sure, you
1: <laughs> Lock, know? stock, barrel, and Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh...
0: Maybe it's <he's> Cracker Jack. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I like it. What, what would you think about, maybe, if instead of him having kids, uh, Jack just asks one of the people in town, maybe even the mayor, to go kidnap Santa or, or somebody, and then that could implant the fact that Oogie Boogie is more of a threat, that when they kidnap, like, on their way to kidnap him, Oogie Boogie stops whoever it is and says, hey, you know, when you kidnap Santa, you should uh, bring him back to my lair so that I can fully take advantage of, of everything. Uh, you know, whatever why would Santa want to have Santa? Or do we want to have Santa? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, and it would also put him in the movie a little bit sooner. Okay. Because really, we see like a shadow of him during This Is Halloween on the Moon, mm-hmm. but we don't actually get anything from him right. for real until over halfway through the movie. So I think it would be interesting if maybe Jack gets somebody else to do it, and then, again, through fear, he convinces this person to to bring him Santa. Okay. And then we could even have the song a little bit earlier being like, I'll tell
0: you what a threat I am, or something, song. Um, I'm trying to think. So maybe these three are very against Jack now. They don't like him, and they're like, they're, he's just using us to fulfill this other dream of his, of being in Christmas. Like, he doesn't care about Halloween, and they're very annoyed and don't like Jack. And so when they get Oogie Boogie, when Oogie Boogie stops them, he goes like, hey, guys... So, you know, I've been trying to be the Pumpkin King for a while now. And maybe now there's a bit more of a rivalry between Jack and Oogie Boogie where Oogie Boogie's been trying to be the Pumpkin King Mm -hmm. and Jack just sweeps the floor all the time with him. And it's just like, oh, I've been wanting to be the Pumpkin King for so long, which like the Pumpkin King is like basically the mayor, will say here. Was, like, there's a mayor figure, but the guy doesn't do anything, yeah. and the Pumpkin King's the one that really runs the show. It's
1: like England, where there's, like, the royalty, and that would be the mayor, but then there's the prime minister who actually does everything. Yeah. And I think that is the Pumpkin King in this case.
0: Right. And so, Oogie Boogie tells these people, hey, I want to be the Pumpkin King. You don't want this guy anymore. So how about this? You bring Santa to my little part of the neck of the woods. And I'll, for lack of a better word, eat or kill him. And this way, Jack has this opportunity to stay at Christmastown forever. He can do his thing. And now True. I can take over as the Pumpkin King. And now it's like, oh, yeah, like, why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> F this Santa guy. This works for us.
1: You know, that actually makes sense because then, yeah, getting the town to almost kind of like go against him to be like, you betrayed us, Jack. Yeah. And that once they watch and they actually see him get like, shot down from the <laughs> sky they're like perfect no more jack and no more christmas
0: Mhm. and now there's two halloweens
1: this is halloween and halloween <laughs>
0: um yeah, okay yeah i uh I, I think we're in agreement that we like that add-on because now also it's you know oogie boogie's just stuck in his tower or whatever sulking and i'm not the pumpkin king again Jack beat me for the 20th time like rats mm-hmm. And Oogie Boogie's like the one guy that's pulling at 1% or something,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's the Jill Stein of this race. <laughs> oh, rip. <laughs> Sorry, any Jill Stein fans <laughs> out there. Sorry to get political on our
0: podcast. Um, but yeah, I guess I like where that all leads to. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And then Sally. I mean, one thing. I want to say Sally's the person that gets stopped by Oogie Boogie, but then that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Oh, okay, maybe Oogie Boogie... Say, we'll have the one scenario where it's like these three people from the town who are just against Jack now, who are just like, F this, like, let's kill Santa, Oogie Boogie will be king. But now let's have this other idea where it's Sally who's the one that has to go off and uh, kidnap Santa. So Sally's like, this is my moment to prove myself to Jack, where he'll finally notice me and we'll be more than friends. And so Oogie Boogie goes up to Sally and it's like, hey, I want to... Same pre- proposition where bring him to my place, I'll kill him, yada, yada, yada. And this way, all these Christmas people will think that Jack killed Santa Claus and now the Christmas critters will reject Jack, and he'll have to come back to Halloween Town, and then you'll have him to yourself. And maybe Oogie's just, you know, going to flip this around, or he's just really hungry. (laughs) Um, And now Sally's like, oh, well, if I do give Santa away, like, I'll get Jack to myself, and I won't have to see him randomly throughout the months.
1: True, but the alternative to that is just Sally frees Santa, and then Santa can go back to being Christmas Man.
0: To, but she gives, she decides, I'm gonna give him to Oogie Boogie, realizes, wow, I shouldn't have done that, tries to save Santa, gets stuck, and then Jack has to come in and save.
1: True, it that would just kind of turn it around, and I feel like that would make Sally like, almost too gullible, Uh-huh. because... Yeah, because the the plan that Oogie Boogie would say in that case is like, I'll kill Santa, then blame his death, and then the elves will reject Jack. Right. But again the other alternative is just to let Santa go back to Christmas town, and then Santa himself will reject Jack and then he'll have to come back to Christmas and he'll have to come back to Halloween town anyway.
0: Well, maybe Santa is still like, Hey Jack, I really appreciate all the help and you can come by any time you want and he's just like, I'm gonna prove myself to Santa. I'm gonna work really hard. And maybe he tells that to Sally, like, I'm just going to... Honestly, I might just spend the rest of the year there. Like, And she'll be like, well, what about the Halloween parade? Okay. And he'll be like, I mean, I, you know, you've been to one Halloween parade. You've been to all of them. <laughs> the, <laughs> this Christmas yeah. thing so different to new. I think
1: if there's a scene like that beforehand where he talks to Sally about how much he wants to stay in Christmastown, then I think that might work.
0: Right. I still prefer the three uh, other townsmen coming yeah. in and convince it, getting convinced by Oogie Boogie.
1: But it would give Sally... More to be integral to the story, and I feel like it would force them to develop a relationship with him, with her, and Jack.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about right now?
1: Not really. I mean, these are like some these are solid fixes. I think this is what I like doing. I like taking <laughs> a good movie and just making it better because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. To try and take something that works and make it better.
0: I agree. Um, I guess one thing also. <laughs> This I completely forgot about this when I watched the movie. Uh, Dr. Frinkelwink or whatever Frinkelstein makes another Sally, but it looks yeah. like him. Was a lot of Freudian things <laughs> to unpack on that.
1: Yeah, that's a weird one. I I think it's fine. I mean the the story with, you know, Finkelstein kidnapping Sally and trying to turn her into like the perfect
0: is that what drive. happened? I thought he made well, he, her. Sorry,
1: that, I don't mean like kidnap. I mean like he made her, but then she's also his prisoner. Yeah. So I I like everything that happens between the two of them because it also shows that Sally's super smart and has like a drive to actually do something. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I think it's weird that he's trying yeah. to make, that <laughs> after making Sally, he's like, you know what? I'll just make me. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, because he also takes out half of his brain and puts it in the new hymn.
0: Yeah, and it looks like him, just in a woman form. And it's just like, I really thought I would have remembered that as a kid. That's honestly probably the most terrifying image above the Oogie Boogie Bug scene. (laughs) Um, Anything you want to unpack with the dad, really? Like, Uh, is there any reason why he doesn't want Sally to go out besides like, "Mm, you need to cook for me?
1: No, I'm fine with him just being a a dumb one-dimensional, you know, evil scientist. Okay. Because like... It, make, it makes her a, it a lot easier to root for her to, like, go against him. Because if, if you try to make him a little bit more complex, where it's like, well, I want you because my wife died and I'm kidnapping you for this reason. It's like, uh, we don't want anyone to mistakenly think that Dr. Finkelstein has a good <laughs> reason to doing what he's doing. I'm cool with it just being, I'm a mad scientist.
0: He's not an overprotective parent at all? Or no. Or anything like that?
1: No, I think, I, I think it's cool like this. Because, you know... He's just a bad guy. And I just, I want to like Sally more rather than actually just seeing a sad Dr. Finkelstein.
0: Alright, yeah, I'm fine. Just tossing everything at the wall. keep
1: tossing things at the the wall, but I'm I'm happy with how the movie is. Would you want any other types of songs, like, in the movie?
0: Total metal? Mm -hmm. No. I I, I think they definitely have a certain tone to everything, and it's very consistent with them.
1: Because I think if Oogie Boogie shows up and, like, starts, uh, and, and convinces either the kids or Sally to like, you know, help him get Santa. I would want maybe a tiny villain song there to be like, hmm. hello children, welcome. And then, uh, let me tell you what I want. And then later on when Santa shows up, we keep that other Oogie Boogie song where it's like, now here's what really happens. So that if Sally or the three others see that, then it's scary to them. It's like, oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Okay. Because I, I just like, I like all the songs and if it's 75 minutes... Why not add another one? Yeah. I, more work for Danny Elfman, of course, but, like, who cares?
0: Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he, he's
1: singing most of these songs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm always down for more villain songs. Um, and the song would definitely be more like, Jack's not coming back. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> also I would want to do that to replace the song that the kids sing. Because that uh, song goes kind of yeah. goes on and on. and It's my least favorite song.
0: I just like the, you know, course that na 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 It's always great in the Disneyland, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it it is just sort of... It, you could trim that down.
1: Yeah.
0: It, I think they just sort of did the claymation. We're like, guys, we, we put on all this work. The clay guys are going to get really mad if we don't we'll continue file? to talk about all the ways they're going to capture Santa. We'll keep it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, Surgery wise, no.
1: I honestly, they did a good job to start off with. It's no pun intended. It's the good bare bones of a story <laughs> that if we wanted to make it a ninety minute thing, I think we added a good amount of stuff that would actually like add to the characters and make the theme or uh, message of it a little bit clearer and make Oogie Boogie a bit of a more formidable villain. Yeah, I think I'm... that's basically all you really need to do with it.
0: I agree. I'm very happy with what we uh what we fixed and not even fixed more improved. Yeah. I guess we did fix the relationship with Jack and Sally, but you know, eh. tomato tomato. Uh,
1: so good good movie overall. Any any thoughts, any final thoughts or fun facts you have about this
0: movie? Um a so Disney's very into the live action oh, remakes. No. Oh no. I'm not saying I want this. I don't think I do. I don't think the style would transition well. But I think Disney knows what they have. And I wouldn't put it past them to make this in a live action. I don't know
1: what they would do. Because Tim Burton, like, specifically rejected a pitch from them. When they wanted to make a a CG sequel. Huh. Uh, And he's like, no, you can't do that. And they didn't do it. So I don't... It depends on who owns the rights to these things. Okay. Because Tim Burton might actually own the rights to it, and it's just a Disney distributed property. Okay. And they can use the characters in ancillary things, but if they want to make another movie, maybe they need Tim Burton on board. Hmm. I don't know. This is just me speculating because of a, a, tri- a trivia fact that I heard. Okay. Where they wanted to make a CGI sequel.
0: Uh, can you, exp- do you know any more about that, or?
1: It was just one of those things where Tim Burton was just like, yeah, if you're going to have him go to, like, Thanksgiving land you're just gonna cheapen the original and no one's gonna like it anymore so you can't do you can't do it hmm. so and would you do you think it should be a live action sequel or do you think it should be or not sequel but a live action remake or do you think it would be a CG remake
0: yeah, it's gotta be a live action remake
1: that's what they said about Lion King and it's a CG remake uh,
0: I just can't imagine you're really getting anything stylistically different like, it, yeah. it would have to be a remake, a live-action remake, I think. Just so it's different enough where people are like, okay, I'll try it out. I mean, maybe you get cats, but...
1: <laughs> well, I think if you did a live-action remake and Tim Burton actually did get to direct this one, because uh-huh. Henry Selleck directed Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton just wrote the original story and produced it. But I think if Tim Burton directed the, the live-action version and he did it more in the vein of Beetlejuice... Or like Edward Scissorhands or like the Batman movies where it was mostly practical and just a gothic kind of creepy hmm. rather than going kind of the route of, uh, and not that Sweeney Todd isn't great, but it's a lot of CG backgrounds and a lot less Alice in Wonderland where everything is done through a computer or fake effects. I think if, you, if they really actually built Halloween Town and had an actor, even if it was mocap to do Jack Skellington, I think you could get something out of that.
0: Hmm. Okay. Danny
1: Elfman be mocap, Jack Skellington.
0: Oh man, that would be a sight to see.
1: Something to know is that this movie actually came out before the Best Animated Feature Oscar.
0: Oh! And, but people really did like
1: this movie, and they wanted some it to be rewarded with something. So it was the first time an animated movie was nominated for Best Visual Effects.
0: Interesting. Which
1: basically means you're rewarding the whole movie because... The whole thing's a visual effect. Yeah. And in fact, it was the only movie to be nominated for Best Visual Effects until Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh. Which was also nominated for Best Animated Feature because they had been to that Oscar by then. Yep. But, like, it seems so weird to say that an animated movie should have a visual effects, like, consideration if the whole thing is a visual effect.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's fair.
1: Because I think there's, there's a certain amount to it that is just claymation, and a certain amount to it that is effect. Because if you look at the behind-the-scenes of Kubo, there's actually a lot of green-screen stuff that they do, and, like, computer-animated effects behind all the and claym- like, the stop-motion animation. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure most of this was just, all right, let's have Jack stand here, and the background is a blue <laughs> sky
0: I think you're right with that. That's pretty cool. I'm glad we got that going. Um... I do have, uh, just skimming around, mm-hmm. as of February 2019, it was reported that a new Nightmare Before Christmas film was in the works, with Disney considering either a stop-motion animation sequel oh. or a live-action remake. Oh, So this no. is it's, definitely in the works. I, I know. I, you it's, know it's, it's on a
1: whiteboard somewhere in Disney, Bob. Yeah. Right? just looking at it like, yes. <laughs>
0: oh. Exactly. This is, uh, the one person reported this. So, So, you know, uh, take it with a grain of salt, but I definitely don't think there's a zero-sum possibility of this happening. Yes. All right, Sam, so, is there any other fun facts or anything you would want to discuss about this movie before we wrap out?
1: Uh, no, that's that's all I got. I'm just, I'm just happy that there's, it's a good movie and it was, and it received the due recognition that it seems like it's gotten over the years because it's, Twenty six years old at this point.
0: Uh, came out ninety three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's nuts. <laughs>
1: that's that's crazy. That and especially it had it has such a long legacy. That even if people who have not ever watched the movie know about the Nightmare Before Christmas, know who Jack Skellington is, have heard the song "This Is Halloween." Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a big thing.
0: Oh yeah, this is still. I mean, this is the reason why Hot Topic is still a (laughs) thing, man. Like, (laughs) put Jack Skellington
1: on everything.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) That and, like, edible lipstick, I guess. What? I don't know. When
1: was the last
0: time you went to a Hot Topic? Uh, Maybe I walked in and it wasn't a Hot Topic. (laughs) Edible
1: (laughs) lipstick. I love it. I love it. Don't
0: ever change. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm good on this. Glad we did this movie. I think we did a lot of good. Uh, fixer uppers yes. um, yeah so if you guys want to follow us get our newest content make sure to like us on Facebook follow our Instagram at just drscript uh, we also have a twitter drscriptpodcast like Doctor Script, and we also have an email that is Podcast at gmail.com send us what you think what you'd want to change or you know just uh, say hi
1: and like always, leave us five spooky pumpkins on iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe so you can get to all, all of our latest vi- all of our uh, videos. We this is an auditory <laughs> <monetary laughs> medium, damn it. And you will listen to us when we show up on a bi-weekly basis uh, or weekly basis. I'll put the correct, we'll put the correct <laughs> word in the editing. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned next week for something uh, or not not next week. Uh, stay tuned next time for something. <laughs> Equally spooky, you might say, it is quite a scare.
0: Ooh, that it is. Okay. This is Dr. Scoop. This This is is Dr. Scoop. Dr. Scoop. Dr. Scoop. (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Scoop.